Skunk it. Clap. You got the clap. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? You remember Get Him to the Greek? Yes. Oh, vaguely. Uh, mm. I remember Fairy Wool. I don't know why. I always remember Fairy Wool. That's a film that I feel like when I saw it was really funny. And it just hasn't... Not that I don't... Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the film in a long time. So I, would, I wouldn't say it hasn't stood the test of time. But like, it didn't make the same <laughs> cultural impact as something like super bad no or something like that get into the greek is just kind of but then the the 2000s is like filled with films like that right yeah you know the weirdest part about forgetting sarah marshall is no get into the greek <laughs> <laughs> there's my fact room <laughs> only even a fact it's just a but it's weird that that film is a spin-off of forgetting yeah. sarah marshall and i'm like <laughs> yeah did was that really the world <laughs> was that the world we needed to build i don't, i feel like it was more it was Russell Brand. Incidental. What do you mean? Like, they wanted... Maybe someone came along with a script where uh, Russell Brand played a rock star. And then, like, someone was like, Oh, do you know what, though? He plays a rock star in this other film. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure... It, and Forgetting Sarah... I've been ages since I've seen both these films. I've never seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I've only seen the spin-off. And I know what you're asking, Danny. How on earth did he understand Get Up to the Creek? <laughs> The continuity. Yeah. I think in Forget Sarah Marshall, I'm pretty sure Russell Brand's pretty calm. He's pretty mellow. He's more of like a Hawaiian surfer kind of guy. Okay. Um, whereas in Get Him to the Greek, he's a proper Rolling Stones rock star. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, they, they change his character anyway. anyway. So why didn't you just make it a different character altogether? Yeah. I guess it's for that, that Forgetting Sarah Marshall like, fan base. But were we really at that point in like 2007... Or whatever year that movie came out, where we were already, you know, they were already going like, oh, everything has to be a brand. Everything's got to be recognizable. <laughs> like, fucking, it's a spinoff. It's a spinoff from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. 2004's breakout In smash ex- comedy that flash forward 16 years later, nobody fucking remembers it. <laughs> I have announced at Comic-Con, the extended Forgetting Sarah Marshall universe. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to get my... Uh, my 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> forget box Sarah Marshall. Phase one. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, there's just that's my thoughts on getting to the Greek. A fine movie. It does have Puff <laughs> Daddy in that movie. Does it? Puff Daddy? P Diddy? It's P Diddy. <laughs> it's P D. He's very good in it. I don't. I really don't remember that film. I'd have to rewatch it. You don't need to. I don't think. I don't think it's that kind of... I just remember he gets really high and then he has to stroke the fairy wall. And that's the only joke I remember liking. Yeah. Stroke the fairy wall, stroke the fairy wall, stroke the fairy wall. It's, you know, that's I funny. guess that's held. That's stood the test of time. <laughs> Everything else? Not so much. Russell Brand? Eh. Uh, he's, he's chosen to go away, though. Has he? I feel like, yeah, I mean, he was the one who chose to step away from... I don't know much about Russell Brand. The, so. the Russell Brand... Brand. brand good um how long how what was that three minutes and 31 seconds of talking about getting to the greek before somebody tried to make that joke <laughs> exactly it's very on brand and it was of you. me yeah um but like he's he's chose he chose to step away from that mm. like to to stop like that sort of russell because he was he was 
he was like basically a rock star when he came out, which is very strange for a comedian slash comedian actor. Yeah, that he had the he was known for all of the sex and he was known for his like um, the kind of rock and roll esque outfits and stuff, and that was his lifestyle. So, so yeah, it's he that's he chose to step away yeah. from that. He's quite a politically charged man now, isn't he? Mm, yeah. Does he not have a show on YouTube, or he had a show called like? He has his own YouTube channel, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like he's very more he's very self conscious about that because he came out and he said lots of political things, and then, and then I think he realised he wasn't quite sure what he was talking about. Right. Okay. And now he's gone to like university. So I think so that when he comes back... To learn about what he's talking about. Yes, he'll kind of know. He was imagine all... fucking going to university with Russell Brand. Like yeah. Imagine walking into your fucking Politics 101 and the Brandster has just sat there. That would be very bizarre. Like, imagine go... the... Do you think he would go down to Spoons for a pint with you <laughs> after class? Or oh, if class got cancelled? Do you think Russell Brand would go to the Spoons at 10 in the morning? Get a pint? Absolutely. You think? Oh, I actually don't know if he's teetotal. Probably go for a Coke. Probably go for a Coke. But he'd Aye. come to the Spoons. Aye. Yeah, he'd come because he's still up for a laugh. He's a man of the air. <laughs> he can tell us hilarious stories from the set of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> I can get him to sign my 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's it was Robbie Burns' night, as it always like was. five days ago. <laughs> normally, we're relatively on the on the on the ball. We're not. We're not there. But normally we at the very least record, we do our usual thing where like, rather than record the episode in advance and release it on the day of the, the thing we're celebrating, we celebrate the day by doing something and recording the podcast and then just release it whenever we feel like. This time we've really dropped the fucking ball. Because this time we're like, we're recording this like five days out of, from Robbie Burns night. Um, then this isn't going to get released for like another two weeks. So. <laughs> We've got another Christmas situation. We didn't even do... Well, yeah, that was a whole debacle. But we didn't even do... Normally, we, we make ourselves we make ourselves a nice Burns supper. Yeah. And we didn't even manage to do that this year. We yeah. did it separately. Yeah. On the day it was meant to happen. But I like to think that even though it was at different times, it was actually the same time in like a connected universe thing. You know yeah. one that transcends time? Yeah. I think in that in that universe, whatever table you were sat at, whatever table I was sat at, it was the same table. I man. do just I do distinctly remember sort of like pausing, looking up, and sort of just like smiling and nodding my head. Yeah, you know? and I assume that was it was that it was the connection. Yeah, and um, I asked you to pass the the ketchup, and you did because we, <laughs> we have that connection. <laughs> yeah, um, the transdimensional ketchup. We didn't. We've not even made like we have. We've poured. We've made some whiskey whiskey and cokes. Like, I couldn't even muster up the energy to, like, have a, a, a dram. Because I'm just like, <laughs> it's like a Thursday night. Like, I've got work tomorrow morning. Like, I'm, I can't stomach just, like, straight whiskey. Aye. Like, just, I just have a nice... I put a little bit and then a lot of Coke. Because that's the age I'm at now. Yeah. <laughs> that's not true. I'm an alcoholic. Um, Just taking the night off. Um, But, yeah. So, we, we, we usually, Robbie Burns, we... Do all that shit, and we watch a Scottish movie. Yeah, we celebrate Scotland's uh, contribution to film. To film, um, and I'm pretty sure this time, while we have watched a film that is set in Scotland, I am fairly certain it has mm, almost no Scottish ties aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fuck it. Yeah, 
I mean, it feels quintessential. It feels Scottish. Yeah. And this was a good excuse to talk about one of my absolute favorite movies. We're talking about Under the Under the Skin. Under the Skin. Which, this is actually going to be quite a, a handy episode. Because our next episode, we're planning on doing films of the decade. Yes. Well, I'll just be able to cross this one off my list right away. So I only need to talk about nine. <laughs> I don't know if we're Wait, doing are you a... doing a top ten list? I don't know. Are we doing a top ten list? That's uh, what people do, isn't it? They make lists. Yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. We'll do a top ten of the... But we're also... We're doing best and favourite. Oh, Jesus. Right. So we do five and five? Five best and five favourite? Can't do that. That'd be a lot easier. This is bad. We can talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm looking at Under the Skin. Um, it's obviously primarily set in Scotland. Uh, in fact, it's all set in Scotland. But the director, Jonathan Glazer, is uh, an Englishman. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, obviously, you know her, you love her. Uh, she was born in New York City, which is in the US, not Scotland. Okay. Uh, and the original book that it is based on by Michael Faber, I think, is a Dutch-born writer. Okay. So... We have chosen a film that is literally set in Scotland and almost nothing else. Well, I mean, is that much different from Braveheart, which is like... Well, we've never talked about Braveheart. So. No, but like... <laughs> no, I get you. The Braveheart, which is also considered a Scotch, Scottish mm. film, which is filmed in Ireland mm. and is primarily made by not Scottish people. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, is it different from that? I mean, it's hard, it's hard to define a Scottish film, isn't it? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Take a crack. Um, I feel it's it's a feeling inside of it's you. It's a feeling inside yeah. of you, yeah. I and get that. This feels like a Scottish film because it's set in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Where we live. That is where we live. Which is exciting. We are currently there now. Glasgow is happening all around us. It is. Oh, yeah. Again, apologies for the... We're sat next to a fucking big window. Yeah. But there's nowhere in this flat where there's not a road outside that, the windows. So. That is Glasgow you're hearing. And yeah. If you listen... Really, if you're listening in, like, Vietnam... That's Glasgow. This is Glasgow. Yeah. So if you've watched the movie to catch up, you're hearing it right now, baby. Just Let's be quiet for just a moment. You hear, as they say, you could hear bagpipes faintly in the distance, and you can hear two pheasants fighting. <laughs> um, yeah, Braveheart. Go on. Just while we're on the topic of that, yeah. Just before we slip away, yeah. That is a good movie, I think. Right. I've not seen it in a long time, but there was one night I was in a bar. We were in we were in a bar in Glasgow where we live, Holla. Um, and they, they were playing, they play movies on the TV just silently in the background. Um, and they had Braveheart on and we were in the pub for like the whole time that the movie was on and I kept like looking up to it. And something that was really impressive to me about that movie was like, without any sound being on, I could always tell what was happening, what sort of emotion the characters are meant to be feeling based on the imagery that, that I was being presented. And I was like, that's the mark of a pretty good movie, right? Yeah. That I can sit in a loud bar with that movie on silently in the background and still be able to, like, engage in a... While, like, in the my, most minute way, like a relatively emotional way, I can look at that scene and be like, it's raining and he looks really pissed off and his wife's not in it anymore. I'm gonna assume his wife's been killed and he's sad that he's out for revenge. 
And that's yeah. from a man who hadn't seen the film since he was like... I saw the movie... I've seen that movie once when I was like 12. Uh-huh. I've never watched it again. You might have told that story last year on the Rabbit Benz episode. Maybe I did. Yeah. I feel like it's a that story. That could be a new tell. tradition. I'll just tell that story again. <laughs> but each time you have to pretend it's the first time you've ever told it. I'm more than happy to do that. So um. I forget everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Do you want to introduce the podcast and then we can talk about it too? What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome the, to... The, the skin. <laughs> Fucked up my words there. <laughs> Under the skin. What's up, people of Peopleton? A Scarlett Johansson vehicle. <laughs> What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a feeling deep inside. So <laughs> Do you feel okay, Scottish and proud when you listen to Second Opinion? <laughs> That's a Glaswegian coffee. Right <laughs> a Glaswegian clearing of the throat. I promise I will not interrupt you this time. I promise. What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Scottish Second Opinion. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and with me, Rabbi Burns' ghost, come back to life, Scott Marks. You really didn't trust me there at all, did you? Huh? You really didn't trust me at all. I didn't. It wasn't you. I didn't trust you. I was proceeding. It's the rules caution. of three, Danny. Huh? Right? I right. repronounced under the skin and then I did the I did the Scarlet Johansson vehicle and then I coughed. The rule of three. Comedy. You can't push you it beyond that. Take it from me, an expert. If, if you if you push <laughs> professional it beyond comedian. that, you'd have to go through to six. And then <laughs> you just gotta keep pushing it. And you can't lower set, half measures. <laughs> you can't settle on anything that isn't a multiple of three. So that is the rule. Sorry, to stop to take a, a swig of my juice. Um, so, the whole thing going into this movie was, this is one of my absolute favourite, favourite movies ever, of all time. Love it. 10 out of 10, 100 out of 10. Great movie. You had only seen it once. Yep. And you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> what? I thought you said you didn't enjoy it. No, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. What? I thought no, that was I like the Under the Skin. No. What? What are you talking about? I thought you, 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 you didn't like it. No, I did like Under the Skin. Well, who didn't like it? Oh, my friend didn't like it. Aww. Yeah. Well, the whole uh, premise of this episode's shot uh, to shit now. No, like there was it. no premise. Eh? Um, I went with... Uh, shout out to Alex. I don't know if he would listen to this podcast. Probably not. Hey, Alex. Hi, Alex. Haven't spoken to him in a while. Hope you're all right. I'm sure he's definitely listening. <laughs> if he hasn't heard for a while. Yeah. Alex, hi. Um, we went... And it was round. It was not long after Avengers, mm-hmm. and it was what it was sold as a Scarlett Johansson sci-fi film. And boy, was my friend not impressed. <laughs> he was absolutely not impressed. He did not like. I I I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like you know when if you go with someone to a film and they're not enjoying it, and you do get that secondhand like almost like heat from them where you're like. Mm-hmm. I come out and he'll afterwards he's like that was long it's boring there's no plot there's no because that's just not the kind of film he watches yeah totally and I'm like yeah I mean I, I get I get what you're saying um, it's not supposed to be any of those things you're describing like yeah. that's not they didn't like they didn't like go out into the Scottish woods and go oh shit we've left the plot <laughs> we left it at the cabin fuck just All figure right. it out Right, dress up that guy like a seedy fucking rapist and have him wander into the I mean, that's not actually far off what they did. Um, Um, So he didn't like it. But I I did enjoy it. This was actually before I lived in Glasgow. So um, watching this this time was a different experience because this time I knew the uh, locations. Mm. 
I, I think I saw it right after I moved here. I think this movie came out 2013. Potentially early 2014. So I wouldn't have been here long. So I think it was still quite new and exciting to me. But now watching it, now it really does feel like, oh, I see all these places every single day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is funny because we did spend the whole, most of that movie, like two fucking old men like wandering through a town that they've not been to in years where we're like literally in one scene i was like that building in the back that's not there anywhere that's been torn down since this movie i'm like that building that used to be all fields when i moved here (laughs) i when i went see wild rose in the cinema there's two old women sat behind us and for the whole movie all they did was comment on the various locations yeah oh silver bun oh we've been to silver bun like yeah well done it's because it's fucking short here but then watching this i'm like i get it <laughs> i get the excitement like um, the part there's the scene where she trips over and it's like the trong gate I'm, like, I'm there all the time you know the trong gate well yeah i've tripped there it's the classic <laughs> tripping spot every yeah <laughs> what if that became like like what if they put up like a plaque and it was like on this on you know on october 27th 2012 Scarlett Johansson tripped here for the movie Under the Skin. <laughs> and it's just loads of people like like when people run up the rocky steps, there's just people tripping where Scarlett The recent Johansson one is tripped. the the steps from the Joker. I've heard about that. They found that and there's a lot of been people dancing that that's on those ter- steps. That must be a fucking nightmare for people who live around I've there. always wanted um I always see it on Reddit, the uh in Spider-Man 3, the shop he comes out of when he's dancing. That's they, a very they, good that one. door has been found and a lot of people have like it must be just constantly if you're like that's on your way to work you especially if you haven't seen spider-man 3 it must be amazing you're just yeah. like why does everybody dance in front of this specific door no other door this specific door yeah um but i understand that that'd be fun presumably the people who own the shop like get it at this point we should we should film it as part of your second one of your seconds one day you just fallen down fallen down where scott johansson fell so yeah you can have that on record um have you ever been, have you ever been to like a have you ever managed to like recreate yourself in a in a shot from a movie like have you ever found a No, I don't think I've ever been in many positions to do that. Mm. I can't think of any. I've managed to do it twice. I know you've done one recent. One recently I did one like f- a few days ago. I went to uh, Glen Etvie where they filmed the kind of back half of Skyfall when they go to Scotland. And I managed to get a photo of myself in the exact spot where they're where they have the little conversation. Mm. They're looking out over the glen. That was pretty cool. Um, the only other one that I've managed to get was when I was in Paris, and I went to the street uh, in midnight in Paris where the car comes and picks up Owen Wilson. Okay. I found that exact street, and I got a photo of myself sat on the steps of the church in the exact same way that in the exact same spot in the exact same way that Owen Wilson is saying. So that was a fun one. Do you not go to Bruges? Did you not do that at all at Bruges? I did go to Bruges, but we didn't recreate any... I suppose there's no real iconic shot No, in there's not like a sort of iconic... There's not an iconic moment. Unless you have a pink ice cream. I mean, Owen Wilson sitting on some steps isn't really iconic. But then that's <laughs> the whole plot of that movie, is he gets picked up from that spot. So I went to a, a, a 1950s diner once. Like a, a themed one. Not, not I didn't go to a diner in the 1950s. Right, I... Funnily enough, Danny did not need you to give clarification. Me, did not need you to give me extra context um, for that. And I recreated a shot from Back to the Future. Um, that's probably on my Facebook. What was somewhere. the shot? 
It was uh, it's the shot where he first sees George, his dad, George McFly, mm-hmm. and he's like leaning across the diner. It's at the side of George McFly's um, face, and then uh-huh. you see Marty like. Uh, in, I'm trying to recreate it to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you see, well, like, I'm here. Ma- Marty emerged from the back of his like, uh, from the other side of his dad's head, being like uh, shocked. It's his, it's his dad, but it's young. Yeah, uh, I recreated that shot with a friend of mine. That's cool. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, I mean, not the movie. You're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that was a few years ago. No, can't even remember where that diner was. Yeah, I was going to say where was the except 50s in now? the 1950s. Mm. That's where it was. When you travel back, yeah. as you do on the regular, exactly. Okay, well, that so this <clears throat> that has sort of not ruined the premise of this episode. We're still going to talk about the movie, but I thought I was going to come at this with like a, in hindsight, Danny, like, do you like this movie more than when you first saw it? But we really need to do that now because you liked it the first time you saw it. So <laughs> yeah. we should have got Alex right. Yeah, where are you, Alex? Listening to his podcast, no doubt. He's like, I still hate it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what are your under the skin? Right of it you're a fan yeah i like i like the skin what did you think about it this time because this is the first time you've seen it in quite a long time right yeah since it was released it's been a while a hot minute um i i i think i appreciated it more this time mm. i think re-watching it i had a bit more of a understanding and like it's 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 if you haven't seen it it's very um its story is abstract yeah um but i feel like um, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like I, I feel like when I first watched, it, I was looking for a more concrete story, mm. not in the sense that I was disappointed I didn't one, I didn't get one, but I think I was more like, oh, so I need to interpret this film yeah. exactly how it's supposed to be interpreted. I think this is about an alien who comes down and is abducting people, um, to 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 fuel their engine or something like that, and or or to, and it needs to be a specific story. Whereas this one, I was a lot more like. Nah, it's like it's. I don't need to. I yeah. Don't, I don't need to find the exposition of like why why this is happening. I feel like it's it's a story that's uh, about like abstract concepts um, told in like a, a really unique way. Yeah. Because we we kind of we we talked about that at one point where, um, there's you know there, there there's the scene after one of the the bodies is sort of processed whatever mm. it is she's doing to it, and you see. Uh, the blood and the flesh like all going down the sort of pipeline and it gets sucked out of a hole and uh, we both kind of had a conversation of like what what do you think what is she doing like obviously in all the plot synopsis and stuff it's just like she preys on men yeah but it's like what is she doing like is she eating them or is she like fueling some sort of ship and then you made the interesting point while we were watching the movie of that maybe it's something that is so something so abstract and out with our understanding that we couldn't we couldn't conceive it even yeah. if we tried something um, so kind of alien that it yeah. wouldn't make sense to us even if they did try to explain i mean it. it's a cool representation of aliens in this mm. film because it's not your typical aliens where they have to have a backstory like, and, and they got uh, little bits coming off them and like the R- i mean Nine i hear ridley scott is working on a prequel trilogy for this film. <laughs> <laughs> called you... under the bits <laughs> <laughs> where 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 is this the the skin came from and how we, we as humans designed it um, but like they're, they're, it's so alien that you just don't fully understand what's happening mm-hmm. um, and it's like laws of physics don't apply to this um, 
well, laws of physics presumably do, but they have such an understanding of it. They were able to do bizarre things, like the whole sequence where Scarlett Johansson's uh, leading the men in, and she's walking on with this water-like substance, yeah. but they're sinking underneath. Um, like, what's happening there? Alien. It's like, yeah. aliens are using alien technology in a really alien way, and it feels like someone could go, well, I mean, I could explain it, but you probably wouldn't understand mm-hmm. it. And I, I do, I, I'm a lot more open to that idea now, as we're probably at the time... Uh, a slightly younger version of me would have been like, well, I mean, really, I should have some sort of sci-fi explanation of uh, what's happening. But uh, now I'm like, nah, it's aliens, eh? Yeah. So I guess for like a little bit of context, like the 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 plot of the movie, like the most basic plot of the film, is this? A, I guess we just spoil it. I mean, yeah, because I mean, this is more. This is relevant to like what I want to talk about. Plus, it's also kind of interpretation anyway. Yeah. The, the kind of basic plot of the film is uh, Scarlett Johansson is an alien who has come from somewhere. We don't know where. Space. That or maybe Pacific Rim. She's come from maybe. the ocean. Maybe. Uh, is an alien and she is sort of in Scotland preying on sort of young men that she lures in with her sort of sex appeal and then brings them back to her little, her little house and then kills them. Uh, to do what with, like we just talked about, we're not 100% sure. That's your, that's your plot. Yeah. The first time I saw the movie was when it first came out, so I was like a lot younger. And, um, I didn't know that that was what the plot was. Like, I had no idea. So I spent the whole movie not sure what was happening, really. Like, you know, I got, like, what was happening. It's like, okay, for some reason she's going around and preying on men I don't really get a lot of this, though. I don't really understand it. And then at the end, obviously, the twist, you know, the, the sort of reveal is like, oh, she was an alien underneath the skin. Hmm. And I was wondering at this time, because, the, well, and every other time I've watched it since then, obviously, once you know what it is, the film, you know, you can understand it better. <laughs> and uh, I was wondering this time, like, if I was to show this film to someone now who hadn't seen it and didn't know what it was about, would I tell them outright? Like, this is the plot, so that... Or, like, you know, this, this, this is what it is. She is an alien. So that you can, like, get into the film more. Or do you let someone watch it completely confused? And then at the end, there is this sort of twist of, like, oh, she was an alien the whole time. Like, what do you think That's an interesting question. Because I, I knew she was an alien from uh-huh. the start. When I first saw it, it was, it was the synopsis. It was why... We were kind of going to see it because we were like, hey, it's about an alien. Scarlett Johansson plays an alien. I think it's also worth saying as well that, and I haven't read the book, but apparently the book is is not like that. Whereas this film is a lot more kind of ab- abstract and vague and lets you kind of put the pieces together in your head. From what I understand, the book is a much more straightforward narrative. It is the story of an yeah. alien who has come down from space and is preying on young men and is doing this specific thing to them. Kind of 2001 thing. I'm pretty sure yeah. the, the book of 2001 is a lot more um, straightforward. Yeah, as the film is how do you write that ending in the book? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting, a bizarre experiment. Maybe what we should do is we should capture two friends and uh pray on them. we'll get we'll take a van out with the street <laughs> yeah. i mean you're more scarlett johansson than me i'm big enough to admit it Thanks, so you man. go out and scarlett johansson them right uh bring two friends in different rooms buy a second copy of the dvd tell one and then not the other and see what happens yeah 
I genuinely would be curious because I think I feel like maybe a lot of the experience would be lost if you don't go in knowing that she's an alien. Yeah, I see what you mean. But because then, you would you spend the whole movie being like, "What the fuck is happening?" But then again, again, that's definitely not the Euphoria intent, because otherwise they would say they would they would make it obvious at the beginning. Hi, well, this is your alien <laughs> character. Carry on. Um, this Scarlet, this alien. <laughs> so I don't. But then I guess I feel like maybe it seems unnecessary to not say it's an alien because. It's an abstract story as it is. Mm. Like, the extra layer of, like, not knowing even the remotest thing of what's happening. I mean, I guess you get that she's a supernatural being of some sort because she's doing supernatural things. Yeah, but you wonder... I guess the things that are... It's like, okay, so she she is an alien and she's preying on these young guys and she has these, she has these like, caterers who sort of clean up after her. And it's like, okay, well, who are they? Like, where have they came from? Are they humans who have been roped into this situation? Or are they also aliens? Hmm. Like, stuff like that is still is still very kind of up in the air. Well, so just... you have the basic thing of like, okay, they're her, they're her sort of caters. They pick up after yeah. her. But it's like, why? To what end? Aye, that's like, def- what is it that she's doing that requires people to pick up after her? If that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I yeah. what you're saying. Um... Yeah, and it very much is like ambiguous. It's like you don't need to know the whole story. Um, I assumed they weren't human because they, when when she tries to run away, they track her. Yeah. So I assume that she's maybe like some sort of equivalent mm-hmm. of her. Uh, considering you kind of that- get a sense of that as well. There's the sequence where they sort of stare each other down, almost, and you do you kind of get the sense that he is on the same level as her. Yeah. And he's not. Or if, if not, a paternal figure of some sort. Yeah. Um, some sort of authority. Yeah. Um, to her. Because uh, because when she um, when she runs away, it becomes important for her, him to track her down. Uh-huh. So you'd think that, in that whatever she's doing, it's beneficial to him and important to him that, he's, um, that she sees it through. So what do you think she's doing? I don't know. I, I think she is fueling something. Yeah. I think it it could be. I think it, I, I like the idea it's conceptual because I feel like any answer would be disappointing. Because mm. if you say she, she's um, fueling something, then you run into that Matrix problem of like, uh, Matrix is stupid because humans would make terrible batteries. So what's the <laughs> what's the AI? What's the robots even doing about that? And you're like, no, then I don't. I don't. I don't need. Uh, a straightforward explanation for some strange reason she needs to harvest the yeah. innards of these human beings um maybe maybe it's like something even a little sort of spiritual where it's like a consuming mm. souls or something like that and that's just how you consume a soul i had a soul for breakfast well did you mm. it's nice how did you put a little it? salt a little paprika, paprika. How did you cook it though? Did you poach the soul? Did you fry it? Did you it's a fried. It? Well, it's, we're Scottish, of course it's fried. Fried, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like the abstract nature of it, the other uh part that I was thinking about is obviously every time she leer, every time she lures someone back to her house, uh, they go into this sort of completely dark room. Yeah, complete. Not even a room. It's just. It's just a dark void. They don't even appear to be walking on anything. They are just flowing. 
and then at some point the man will sink down into the floor and be suspended in this kind of like almost like a it's almost like a thick goo it very much again they are just floating but you get the sense that they are like stuck in something it's very um fetus like Mm -hmm. it's very sort of unborn child like but again it was it was that sort of thing that i was thinking about i feel like i thought about it more this time than any other time i've watched it was this is not this is not i don't think this is meant to be a literal you know version of what is happening i assume this is meant to be some sort of representation no i think it's quite literal. Happening. i like the idea it's literal and like it's just that they that that's how alien they are is that they, they are able they able have maybe access to this weird dimension mm. like that and that they are able to control laws of physics like that and i i, I like it as like a literal interpretation maybe yeah i think that is that that is better than just because in my head i was like okay maybe she's just taking them into this room and this is a sort of represent like a visual representation of her just outright killing them because we do see her kill someone she yeah she there's a swimmer who washes up on the shore and she dunts him over the fucking head with a rock yeah so i was like so you do see her outright kill people there's not that that kind of ritualistic nature to that one which is why i kind of thought like maybe maybe it was more meant to be a representation and not like a literal Hmm. thing of what was going on um no i i i i quite prefer i quite prefer it being a literal and it just being such a and you think these men are so enchanted by her that they don't go into that room and go that's fucking weird yeah you don't think there's even a sense of like they just because you do see her lead them into just a dark room you don't even think it is just a dark room and not this black void that they that they enter i would say that they somehow get transferred to a black void Mm. from that room Mm. and then like some sort of hypnotic power in that void stops them from like losing their free will mm. as i say it's all very conceptual um conceptual but i, I think that w- that's the exciting nature of those sort of aliens and that would be fascinating like a set of aliens represented on film of just like that just it's so their technology is so remote it'd be like we're like cavemen and somebody's come from the future and shown us a lighter yeah like that's how and we're like we just don't understand we don't understand how you can produce fire from your fingertips um that's that's the, the modern day to these like futuristic like aliens yeah the something that again really stuck with me this time in terms of what we're talking about this whole these the, these sequences where the men follow her into this black void and they sink down into the floor that really freaked me out this time and it always it always gets to me but the, there's the scene where he sinks down into the floor and you follow him down and like i said he's just kind of suspended in this sort of what appears to be goo but i mean it's not anything really he's just he's just suspended in this like hmm. it's just a thick substance and he sees another person um who's also been down there it's like one of her earlier victims who's still alive and there's like this kind of last few moments where they sort of get closer together and they touch and then right after they touch the man who is all the, the man who's obviously a victim from earlier bursts like a balloon like a balloon that really got to me because i think it is amazing how they are able to convey how confused and terrified the earlier victim is right before he bursts without having any sound yeah like that that whole sequence is completely silent 
and you can see like the fear is that, and you can see he's trying to scream and there's no sound and it's it's horrifying to watch and then they just break that silence with just this like as he pops and that like really sent shivers down my spine this time like it really is just a fucking just a it gets right under your skin <laughs> name drop nailed it they said the name of the movie yeah i wondered what you kind of thought like did you find it it's effective like a, it's a very strange i, I love I'd it i had to take a i had to take a minute after it. i was like i feel i just feel horrible like i just need to go fucking take a breather <laughs> it's another um reason why it's called like to think of it it's quite literally because like it is you are like confused you're like mm-hmm. what <laughs> yeah like it's like the the thing human bodies aren't known for doing human yeah. bodies can get crushed they can get like um smashed around broken ripped open rarely do they pop rarely <laughs> do they pop um despite what your mum said when you were younger like oh if you have another if you have another thing you'll you'll just pop yeah um so like it's it it just is this sort of representation of like yo fuck what the fuck is happening again like you said it's it's yeah it's so alien to us it's like nothing we've ever seen a human body could do that yeah Yeah. um really really got to me (laughs) um and i think that that's definitely kind of as scary as it gets um obviously with this film the (laughs) obviously not obviously there's at the start of the series the way she lures uh men back to her house is she drives around glasgow in a van hmm. and she stops random passers-by and tries to sort of invite them into her van and to drive them somewhere yeah um and then obviously it's like oh we'll drive back to my place ah, ha, ha. i'm scarlett johansson i'm so hot and then i'm gonna fucking <laughs> line from the movie <clears throat> all of the uh men that she approaches are not actors I, I just it's hard to believe hard right to believe that not all of them are so i i kind of looked into it and from what i understand everyone that she approaches is just a regular person on the street and then if they if she kind of got them into the van then obviously they had to immediately be like here's the camera crew and stuff like this is a film uh and if you're gonna do this like would you be willing to come and and take part in the next stage of the process which is getting Scars. murdered in a weird dark room if you were walking down the street right this is my thing yeah <laughs> right, walk, walk, picture yourself right walking down the street somebody comes out of a van right and there's a woman in it and for some strange reason you don't recognize that woman is famous uh, hollywood actress scarlett johansson mm-hmm. and you you get it because she's offered but you if you're not that into movies like yeah it's fair enough maybe you don't um you get into the van She's like, she offers you a lift and you're like that's grand quite like a lift and then a film crew came out and we're like great <laughs> this, this is, is Scarlett Johansson <laughs> Scarlett Johansson um, Sprite John heard of her would you please come and film the next scene where we want you to walk presumably in this giant uh, green screen just butt naked just completely naked oh it's it's mental do it for the art but is there also an element of you that if you're already ballsy enough to fucking get in a van, <laughs> like suppose. with a with a stranger, which is like that's like the first thing they teach you not to do is fucking go anywhere with us. Get in a van with a stranger, 
big fucking no-no. <laughs> Did I not have that exception at your school, though? <laughs> get in, don't get in a van with a stranger unless, unless it's famous Hollywood actor yeah, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. But they don't even know it's her. Um, so I'm like, if, okay, if you're ballsy enough to do that, then like maybe yeah you probably fucking would you'd be like yeah I'll, I'll like be in a movie that's like your you know your shot at like your, not you your like 50 a... minutes but it's like I'd probably do it I'd would you do like, it yeah, yeah I think that's so interesting because also you've got to imagine that Under the Skin is not a film for the, for the masses right so you've got to imagine that you're, not only are you a film crew, and you've got to explain that Scarlett Johansson is driving your van and that you're seeing, filming a secret film and part of this narrative film is real life interactions with real life uh-huh. people, which is already a kind of a, a strange thing for mm. them, for a lot of people. But also you've got to then explain the plot of the film and what your role will be in it. Yeah. And that, and that, right, so you have to do this, but you're, you're sinking down and she's not sinking down. And also you're naked for the whole time. Do you think the average person is going to be like on board with that? Well, apparently they were. And also, but then we don't know how many people they approached. Yeah. Like obviously in the film, we see maybe, you know, two or three or something like that. We see, we see, I think we, I think we see the process happen to two people who potentially are not actors. Yeah. Or maybe it's just one. Maybe it's just the guy with the scarf. Because if there is the second guy you see, the second guy you see is the, guy in the club who is definitely an actor okay and then the next guy you see is the man that she lets that she sets free hmm. so that i think only leaves the one guy which is the first guy so it might just be him who is Maybe. the sort of non-actor so if he was fucking ballsy enough to do it then like you don't know how many people you know they went through and asked and they all said no like he might be the one guy who said yeah <laughs> it's so strange it's such a it's a, such a strange sort of like uh, devil deal you're like hey you could be in a film with Scarlett Johansson or so you have to be naked you have to be completely completely naked uh, un- un- unfiltered you're naked. down also I'm fairly certain this is a weird but, but I'm fairly certain when that guy is walking naked I'm fairly certain his penis is what do you mean you're, full, at, you're fairly certain at full attention <laughs> and I was like thought you weren't allowed to show that on regular movies I mean is there a I mean, pretty sure you're not allowed to show a, an, an, an erect penis so there, we've said it. We did it. It took almost a hundred episodes, but we finally said those two words. <laughs> I mean, it says who? Like, what's what's the? I'm sure that's a thing. I mean, surely for the certificates, it's a thing. In the cinema, Daniel. Aye. I'm surely it's probably on go? the list of no nos for a PG-13. Tell like... me, when was the last time you saw a fucking fully pitched tent <laughs> in a in a in a movie? When was the last time? I mean, I don't. Watch I don't think I've movies. ever seen it. Till now, doesn't Shia LaBeouf have one in one with one of his films? Oh, probably. He's fucking mental, isn't he? <laughs> um, but that is like, <clears throat> yeah, it's like it's it's such a a, a demanding film, uh, such a demanding mm. idea to ask yeah. someone on the street. Um, yeah, Be a good story though, eh? <laughs> he that definitely is... got a couple of free pints out of that story. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got to tell you this story. But the time. I sunk into the floor trying to shag Scarlett Johansson. We've all been there, pal. Um, Hit me. Well, but all this stuff, uh, you know, to do with her, like, luring these guys back to her, her apartment and um, the whole thing of, you know, these real guys who approached her and talked to her and then got in the van with her really stood out to me 
and we kind of had this conversation while the movie was on but i thought we could like try and delve into it a little bit more right which was uh i think like a big part about i think a big thing that this movie is trying to is trying to present is that whole idea that we talked about a lot when we did the irreversible episode all those fucking years ago the only episode we ever call back to um uh, which is i think it's trying to present this idea of uh the whole thing of men really don't have anything to worry about in terms of physical danger yeah or they don't ever feel like they do whereas you know you feel pretty invincible yeah whereas uh you know you know that i think women like you know there is that there's that kind of thing of they live in constant fear of like other people and like walking you know down the streets by yourself and things like that and it's like i said it's something we talked a lot about in the irreversible episode where i was like i don't as a man i don't ever feel like i've had that but then irreversible like made me like understand what that feeling must be like and i feel like there's a fraction of it that's what i mean yeah fraction of it obviously but i think this this film really is i think trying to show you like how fearless men really are in terms of that because they don't see themselves in any danger like a strange woman stops them at the side of the road after like two sentences is immediately offering for them to get into her van so that she can drive them somewhere and all of them these real men do it without question and it's it's fucking crazy yeah it's mental it's totally crazy yeah um and again it just it it made me think a lot about that kind of thing about how secure they feel yeah i think Um, because you you because you're i don't know i get it because um this character in terms of plot this character has a turning point the character of scarlett johansson yeah yeah. where uh perhaps caused by the fall i think that's what it's implied when she trips Mm. something happens to her and uh she starts to empathize with humans well i thought she she empathizes with there's a character who has he has some sort of yeah but he's after just to say he's after the the trip right after the trip so yeah. um because that's he, he, he's who i'm leading up to um <laughs> thanks man <laughs> i got you um she trips and then perhaps this is when she starts to feel empathy because because uh, all of these guys feel like quite entitled they're quite powerful they don't they don't feel vulnerable at all yeah but then she starts to take sympathy on a character who is vulnerable yeah and it's this guy who's got this um um facial deformity who's just he's walking to the supermarket at night because less people tease him yep. then um and like she offers him a lift he does he reluctantly takes it and then as they're talking he sort of feels on very he you can tell he feels vulnerable in this conversation um so i feel like that's it's it's kind of like the uh the turning point is like the she encounters the first guy who isn't like the other guys who it doesn't feel powerful and entitled and sexually aggressive he he's a vulnerable person he has he's scared of walking down the street Mm -hmm. Um, in case he is like senselessly mocked and i think there's an element of she she kind of understands what it is to be able to fit in with humanity i guess because under the skin you know she's an alien and the the first person who sees her as an alien 
throws petrol over her and burns her you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like i think she has that moment where she sees herself in the mirror and she understands that she can blend in and that she empathizes with this person who can't yeah and sees how kind of ugly the world can be towards him and she feels sympathy towards him and lets him go and yeah that's that's kind of like it's like those two things the fact that yeah those guys help her up and it's not it's not in like a it's not a weird thing it's not like a weird seedy thing like all these other men that she's kind of encountered it is just like they just help her up and that's it and then they yeah. go about their day and like yeah and i think it's interesting that the 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 yeah like i said that these men at the start of the film just just feel no danger and they could be in imminent danger they could potentially be in as much danger as any woman who's in that situation yeah but they just don't think it because they are a bigger physical presence than scarlett johansson so what danger could they possibly be in you know what i mean and i think it's interesting and i don't know if that is the main point the film is trying to make i think the main point the film is probably trying to make is about fitting in with humanity and how you know how hard the world can be towards you if you are different i don't know Um, i feel like the there's a a lot about that because i feel like when she decides to run away from the mm. the the motorcycle people uh, her carers for lack of the, the better, biker mice <laughs> the biker mice people from mars um she that's think, act, that's what this movie is it's like <laughs> it's jonathan glazer was like i want to make a fucking i want to make like the, the the social realism biker mice from mars <laughs> and he did it he succeeded he sure can i did. say he succeeded <laughs> can i say bravo sir <laughs> um because she uh she um what was my point again she 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 runs away from those guys mm-hmm. and then i feel like she becomes yeah the guys um that she's trapped to begin mm. with because she becomes she doesn't think she's vulnerable yeah she um she encounters a, a guy mm. on a bus who offers to uh, bring her home and she just goes with him yeah which is so bizarre she's very accepting of it and the, the whole time i did think that because they do frame <clears throat> that entire sequence almost in the same way that they framed the earlier sequences yeah. when she's luring people back to hers where like she could be walking into anything because yeah, i feel like and I've... she has that sort of she does have that like trepidation that i think some of the men show like especially there's the the guy she meets in the club and they come back to the house and she's like oh come come in and he does that thing where he sort of looks at the house and looks back at the van and you can see in his head he's like this isn't right yeah but again he's he still fucking goes with it he's confident yeah he's confident he's like what could possibly go wrong here yeah um and they do they kind of frame it in that same way where like you can tell she's a little bit kind of trepidatious about it i think but like she still just goes into this kind of unknown situation with this And as an audience member, man, you like, have anxiety because you're like, yeah. will this guy take advantage of her? And I, I, I mean, I don't think he does. I think, I mean, I suppose that's up for debate because he does try to have No, I don't think she did. But then I, I think that's a, that's a reciprocated thing. Yeah. From Scarlett yeah. Johansson's character. Yeah, well, she, she, in that sequence, like, initiates it. Like, okay. she's the one who kind of tries to kiss him. Uh, and I think it's only when, you know... Again, it's it's almost the same thing of when she tries eating, and she realizes it's not a sort of thing that her species could yeah. do in that way. And I think it's the same thing with sex. Like the second they actually try to have sex, 
it's like oh no this is not the way that yeah we can do it yeah um i do wonder if she just because they they cut from that they hard cut from that to her alone walking into the woods i do wonder what the kind of bridge there was that we didn't see yeah like did she just leave in the middle of the night did she because they don't seem to speak ever either they don't don't seem to so i imagine she probably just left yeah um and then the other guy she kind of trusts by which i mean she trusts with a lot of information is the guy in the woods um, yeah who he asks hi are you on your own does (laughs) but do you think that yeah he because he's like are you on your own yeah do you know where you are is this your first time here and stuff which are very you know those are leading questions mm. because we know how that scene uh, that scene is going to play out and obviously if you're in the middle of the woods and meet one person and the person's like are you alone you are like oh. like but, <laughs> but she, she at this yeah. point she well she is naive just to the way that the world works i guess but then also i think she's been made naive by the fact that she has seen kindness in other people mm. at this point at that stage in the movie and so it's like Maybe she doesn't feel that she has anything to be afraid of. So she is quite open with that guy. She's like, yeah, I'm here alone. Yeah, it's my first time here. And she just gives him everything he needs to a- to attack her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you yeah. haven't seen it, that he's the guy at the climax of the film. He tries to rape her. He yeah. comes across her sleeping in a uh, cabin mm-hmm. uh, and he tries to rape her. Um, so it is like, it, 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 obviously, she shouldn't have trusted him. Yeah. Like, obviously, but... Um, it's interesting that yeah, like she's almost emulating the guys that she's interacted with from the mm-hmm. beginning of being like confident that nothing's going to happen to her. She's not. Mm-hmm. She's not from this planet, so she doesn't have that built-in uh, alarm system that probably most females have uh, grown up with. Of like, this guy, can I trust him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never. I never actually thought about it like that. The fact that she, she, the only kind of human interaction she really has to go on is with males yeah she doesn't have an interaction with any females aside from the one at the very beginning who she kills and steals her clothes mm. yes um yeah so uh so that it does feel like it's a big uh thematic um part of the film is yeah like i guess how um, comfortable or vulnerable you feel with the other gender which is it's it is a very interesting theme mm. to explore like it is very and and mixing it with the real element really adds to that like yeah. it's not just oh guys feel like in in this film guys are really entitled it's like, no 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 <coughs> yeah that's it, it. it's, it's literally these are real people yeah. and they have no fear yeah i don't know i think it's definitely yeah it's definitely the part of the film i kind of focused in on the most this this time um i just found it really interesting but what did you think of um because we talked about Scarlett Johansson recently because I was ranting and raving about magic, mar- Marriage Story and yeah. so are you like we're both big fans of that movie and I was kind of talking about how that movie really solidified to me like Scarlett Johansson is a fucking tremendous actress <clears throat> because I think up until that point it's mostly just you know the Avengers movies who I think she is very hit and miss in those movies I think some people know how to write her and some people don't she I is- think the thing is with Scarlett Johansson is she's funny. She could yeah, really deliver great. Yeah, a yeah, dry yeah. line. I think especially the I think Whedon in the first Avengers knows exactly how to write her, and yeah. I think it's fucking it's pitch perfect. Yeah, like um, she's. I think I feel like that's what the ends up being the problem with um, 
Black Widow is that it's how people forget that Scarlett Johansson can deliver yeah, those yeah, lines. Yeah. And I think that, but I think that is an issue because in a lot of those films, she she does come across as kind of like one note a little bit. Hmm. And so I think with this, she is tremendous in it, and she's doing a great job with what she's supposed to do. But I think it is still that kind of like it's very subdued because she's playing that kind of character. Which is why I don't think this was the film where I was like, holy shit, Scarlett Johansson's the fucking mm. second coming. Like, is Marriage what... Story was the film that was like, she is fucking incredible. I also think there's a slight disconnect between her as the character in the film and her interacting with the real people because mm-hmm. she's so much more authentic. Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of part of the trap, but it does feel really weird to connect those two. It's like, here's a person who doesn't know she can't eat cake, but she's happily talking about oh, where's the MA? Or do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's a very strange connection. Mm. It's like, what... Is it? Is it like some lines that the character somehow... I would assume so that she's been fed. Yeah, that like, she yeah. somehow doesn't <clears throat> understand him. Um, uh, so there is a kind of disconnect between those characters. I assume it's that she's also, because she's preying on these guys, like that is... That's part of just the routine of it. Like yeah. she knows these are the things that you can say and if you stay in that area, then you're all good, you know? Like, yeah. Um, it's strange uh, like how much of the world does she understand considering that the part of the film is her trying to come to come to an understanding mm-hmm. of what what it is um, I but then like Scarlett Johansson she's uh, she was in Lost in Translation she's really good in that see uh, yeah that because I have only seen that movie once and it was very 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 long time ago so i always forget about lots of translation she's it's, um <clears throat> she's very good she's very good at playing like it's like a quirky character but it's not too far on that spectrum mm. it's still kind of like believable um so I think, i'd say i've been thinking of scarlett johansson as like a a good actor i mean marriage story i think is where she demonstrates that if she wanted to she i would go. say marriage in my opinion marriage stories are, are best does she have an oscar nom for it i don't know if she should do she is really good in it. What is nominated for Oscars this year? Presumably, Joker has been nominated for everything all the yeah, time. Obviously, because yeah, because it's the greatest movie ever yeah. made by anyone. Yeah, it's, it, it it shines. It turns a mirror on society. Yeah, Daddy. and Did if you know not, that, if you if you don't agree, <clears throat> you're part of that society <laughs> that you need a mirror. I fucking hate Joker so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate that's been nominated. Yeah, fuck doesn't it. need to be. Doesn't it? Oscars don't matter. None of this matters. Aye. Give out of the skin an Oscar every year. Green Green Book won last year. <sighs> have you seen it? No. Oh, neither have I. It's weird I've not seen this like a recent Who fucking cares? It looks terrible. Yeah. Um, I feel like if she wanted to, <clears throat> I know that it don't matter, she could go for an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Like she could absolutely go for if she's not <laughs> If she's not already got one because we're apparently ignorant to what was nominated this year. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to read what like drew her to Under the Skin like so you know because this would have been post First Avengers would this have been been before Age of Ultron Age of Ultron was 2014 I think so this would have been yeah I want to say this is before because I saw Age of Ultron in Glasgow and I didn't live in Glasgow when I saw Under the Skin like I wonder what's kind of I wonder what kind of drew her to this you know sort of basically kind of indie-esque movie it would be an interesting one wouldn't it because you have to with mostly hidden cameras yeah Um, it's an interesting acting challenge isn't it yeah I think that's probably what it is she's got all the money and she's like why not do something experimental Um, especially because I reckon actors probably think like that when they've done a big franchise film they've got to go right 
Now I need some indie <laughs> cred. Yeah, I mean, obviously a perfect example of that is um, Robert Downey Jr. You know, finishes years of playing Iron Man in the Avengers. What's his What's his next what's big film going to be? What's the small film he does? What's, he that, does, what's, that, small what's that small film you're going to really indie. fucking show your acting chops? Oh, Doolittle? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Can we do, by the way, I, in terms of episodes... Could we either do a Doolittle or a Sonic the Hedgehog? Which would you prefer? Both come out within a week of each other. I think Doolittle's February 7th, and I think Sonic's February 14th. We could do, I think we do one or the other. I don't think I could stock both. Which he, do here's you the think thing. We... As I think Sonic will be alright. I think Sonic, at the end of the day, yeah. will probably end up being like... Yeah. You're, I think you'd watch it and you go, I mean, it's more geared towards kids, but it's fine. Mm. I think Doolittle <laughs> is going to be absolute shite. The only thing that stresses me out is like, and this happens a lot when we try to come up with like episodes for this thing, is like, then I'll have to watch Doolittle. <laughs> I'll have to actively, we will have to take hours out of our day to go and see Doolittle. And then we will have seen it. We will have funded that film. You know what I mean? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is looking a bit skint though, isn't he? He's looking a bit light in the wallet. Why? I would love to fucking ask him. I'd love to fucking get a chance to ask him. Like, why? Why Why? why this? Why you must know? have had so many fucking scripts coming across your desk. You could have done anything. Anything you fucking wanted. Any movie that has your name attached to it, presumably it's going to do fucking numbers. And you were like, Doolittle. That's where my heart's at. Doolittle. His accent sounds so bad. He sounds a bit, it's okay to be afraid. <laughs> oh, no. Scarlett Johansson isn't Robert Downey Jr. Scarlett uh, Johansson has some sense in terms does. of her career. I imagine most actors have to think like that. They either, they either do the passion project, one for the audience, one for themselves, or uh, they might have even a more mechanical, like, I, I should probably like as much as, I don't want to be seen as a franchise actor like that yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I want to be seen <laughs> as like, a legit actor at the same time. Do you think time. he thought he'd get a Doolittle too? Do you think he got an Oscar nom? Do you think he was like, maybe if I... For Doolittle? If I really put my heart into that accent. It's not even called, <laughs> like called Dr. Doolittle. It's Doolittle. It's okay to be afraid. Anyway, sorry. I keep derailing you because I'm just... The Doolittle... But I imagine that you must get bored of the set. Like, if you're an actor and you've... Scarlett Johansson, before even Avengers, she'd done like a fair amount of films. Yeah. She, you must get bored of the same sort of thing over and over again. Well, didn't Chris Hemsworth had that? He Didn't he? Chris, not Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Has he not been, like, anxious to leave <laughs> since, <laughs> like, since the moment fucking the Winter up. Soldier or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I think he's he warmed up to it once he got that reception. Yeah. Because I think when he started, he was like, I'm just going to be known as, like, Captain America amongst geeks. But Captain America has actually fucking exploded. Like, yeah. he's like a... Who'd have thought he'd have become one of the favourite Avengers? He's everyone's favourite Avenger. Um, Except me, I like Vision. You're one of that Paul Bettany purple robot goodness. Yeah. Paul, what, what makes Paul Bettany more sexy? Purple. Purple. Make him purple. Make him beetroot purple. Give him a little yellow dot on his head. Yeah. Love it. Um, so I think he's probably warmed up to it a bit more. But even he's like, as soon as he was done with Captain America, he did a film where he's like, I'm a fucking bit of a, I'm a knives out bit of a bastard yeah. and you're like yeah of course you do because you need to <laughs> you got to do the thing of going against type yeah 
Uh, you got to do what Daniel Radcliffe yeah, has been trying to do, do ever since Harry Potter. You yeah. got to do the Radcliffe. You oh, in this do... movie, I play a corpse and I fart. You're like, yeah, yeah all right, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Harry Potter. <laughs> you're all good, that really annoyed to us. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't think you understand. I'm a corpse that farts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got, I got you, Harry. I got you, Harry. Oh man. Um, do you have much more to say on Under the Skin? The the way they portray the fact that Skyland Johansson's character doesn't have empathy is a horrible scene. Yes. Um, I, I, it's crazy how quickly that scene devolves into the worst situation. But it's it like it's she goes out to the beach. She sees this like was it Czech guy who's like ah, yeah I've he's, come. He's he says like, Scotland's come, he's nowhere. Like, come yeah. Because <laughs> she's like he's like oh, I've come to Scotland to uh, get away from it all. And she's like why Scotland? And he's like well it's nowhere. And you were like cheers mate. <laughs> I said I disagree. Uh, I resent <laughs> I disagree. that comment. Um, and then, like, there's a family who are out, like a, a really, really, really young kid, like two or three, um, who are out with his mum and dad and their dog. The dog gets swept away with the tide. The mum tries to save the dog. It doesn't go well for her. The dad goes to try to save the mum. doesn't go well for him. The Czech guy tries to save the dad. <laughs> this is the old lady who swallowed the fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember that famous bit in the old lady who swallowed a fly when she swallowed a Czech guy? <laughs> it's the verse I always forget, if I'm honest. Um, then, like, it all goes horribly wrong. Scarlett Johansson, for some reason, kills the Czech guy. I'm not 100% sure why. But the, the... Well, I assume it is still just to... That that was the scene I was kind of talking about when you see her, where I was like, you see her kill somebody. Hmm. Um, I I assume that it's because he comes out of the water and she stood by his staff, and she's like, oh, I wanted to talk to you. Like like, why did you come out here? And she's doing that whole thing she does when she's in the van, just in a different setting. And so I think when he tries to save the family and it doesn't work, and he kind of washes up on the shore and he's exhausted, and there's no one around, it's almost like she just skips the middleman. And it's like, well, I've just got him now and just fucking dunce him over the head. And now she can just do what she does to all the other guys, like okay. with him, you know what I mean? And she kind of is able to skip that whole situation. The distressing part of the scene yes. is it leads, let, leave, uh, lends on the little kid on on his own. And just the fact that Scarlett Johansson just doesn't even really even think mm. about the kid, not even for a second. It's such an inhuman thing because everyone watching it is like, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen yeah. to that kid? That kid's parents are out to sea. I think later on it reveals the, the father's body was um, found Washed the mother's shore, wasn't. Yeah, and the mother's um, and the baby's. And the baby's yeah. wasn't. So, which gives you that horrible image because it lingers on, the, the shot lingers on the kid for a while yeah. as you just slowly try to consider the horrible things. The kid tries to get up and he can't get up. Yeah. He falls back down. You're like, oh my God. It's Babies are so helpless. <laughs> Um, and then the baby's body isn't found later and you're like what the fuck yeah. would have happened that's it's such a good way of though um, such an effective way of showing how alien she is that she doesn't she just walks past the baby the baby's mm. screaming and crying she just walks past you almost feel like after that scene she would kind of be ir- irredeemable I mean, in not, your eyes as a person with empathy but I don't suppose you're supporting her though like I don't think you're rooting for yeah. her as a character. You're more. It, I feel like you're more there for the curiosity mm. as an audience member. I don't think you're like. I hope she gets over these. Yeah. Hurdles. I hope she escapes these motorbike men. Yeah, I don't think I because think, again, it's that whole thing of you've got nothing to relate the situation to. I yeah, guess. yeah, but that is the point. of The film is like she's such a. 
like she's she's so alien that you can't you can barely you can barely even understand what she's thinking mm. uh, and if the motor motorbike people caught up with her in the end i wouldn't be like sad i wouldn't be like oh no they caught scarlett johansson i'd be like right <laughs> okay now what now what happens yeah i get you no that is definitely like it's like that scene and then f- followed up from that is the 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 fucking bubble burst scene yeah and i was like i need a, I need to take a second <laughs> even if it's just going to pee i'm like but i need a moment <laughs> this film is very stressful even though i've seen it like a bunch of times it's still yeah. so effective um yeah i also really love the opening scene the opening like shot where it's just these sort of abstract floating sort of orbs being put together and then in the blink of an eye you realize it is an eye um i really love that i think that's like a pretty abstract way to open a very abstract film yeah <laughs> um yeah it's just a fucking brilliant movie i really love it's it really I, I do really want to read the book um even though i think the book would just be a very different vibe like yeah to the movie be really interesting to see what it um like. but yeah it's been really good starting part one of our movies of the decade <laughs> a uh, long prologue yeah because i've just kid. like covered like one of my top five basically yeah. so i'm like i'm sorted yeah cool. we gotta talk about four more we agreed on maybe or maybe 10 i forget five. five favorite and five best and the five best have to be the same fuck we won't reveal them till the episode but theoretically they should be the same well yeah but i mean you can have you can have different opinions on what is best i mean not like i'm saying objectively yeah. they should be the same if they objectively the best movies because your opinion of what's the best is more what your favorite is. Yeah. But the best. That's, mm, but I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think we're gonna have like the same. No. Best. But they should should be the same. Mm. And if they're not, it means you're wrong. When did Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed come out? Oh, before. That was the last. That was last decade. Pal. Disappointing. Can it be my answer again? I mean, yeah. We didn't have a podcast last time, so... <laughs> <laughs> last decade, we didn't have a podcast? That's hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, most people would believe it. Most people haven't heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's under the skin covered. Should we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah. In a neat little package? If you want to get in contact with us, contact us at Twitter and Facebook. A second opinion, that's second with a two. We won't answer. No. Um, I think next episode films of the decade potentially yeah or potentially we have to do squeeze little. potentially do little or sonic the hedgehog in there at some point yes <sighs> i don't want to go see do little do little can we get a torrent of it <laughs> how dare you we don't like that kind of people <laughs> at least if we fucking stay home are the microphones off right yeah we'll oh, absolutely get a fucking we watched uh in the tall grass on netflix have you seen that no this is a whole thing because we were gonna go see bombshells right and then it had a lot of really really terrible reviews and neither of us could really be fucked going out to see it so we're just like now you know what rather stay home like why would i go out why would i fucking go out to the movies see a movie that's probably terrible we gotta go out in the cold and the rain or we could stay in and watch something we watched it by a van watched in the fucking tall grass have you ever seen it or heard of it no very briefly, uh, it, it is about um, long grass, big grass. Um, basically, these people pull up on the side of the road next to like a big field of large grass, 
uh, and they hear a child screaming for help and they go into the grass and then they can't get out again Blimey. and they're stuck in the grass and they, they every time they try to get back they can't figure it out and it's all crazy and maybe they're in an alternative dimension uh it's one of the worst movies i've ever fucking seen in my oh. life it's real bad but not in a fun bad way it just that this is bad this is mind-numbingly bad it's got a great setup that what i just pitched to you is like the first 10 minutes great setup yeah after that descends into complete fucking gibberish um there's a rock there's a big rock and they worship the rock the people who live in the grass worship the rock Dwayne. <laughs> they worship him i mean he's one of the highest paid actors of all time i guess if you touch the rock you'll see everything i guess and um it's bad and there's never an explanation as to what's actually going on you get you so you invest your fucking you invest your time into that movie being like man can't wait to find out why why they're stuck in the tall grass never explained brilliant hated it uh, I've not done a good job. I feel like this is just a kind of sleepy ramble, but don't watch Into the Tall Grass. It's fucking garbage. Someone at my work recommended it to me, and it was bad. And you know what? He fucking comes at me all the time because I like The Last Jedi, and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. So I was like, I'm going to come at you hard for recommending this piece of shit to me. Like, you know, because I don't like being the guy who's like, oh, you like this movie? You're an idiot. I hate, don't, never going to be that guy. Someone likes a movie? I'm like, more power to you. But when when the other person is that kind of person i get you i'm like nah 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 batman on a scottish note batman's soon filming in glasgow it will be filming in glasgow which is exciting we cannot we can watch that and also point at places we know and have been that'll be fun maybe we'll be in it maybe with hidden cameras yeah fucking mental by the way that there's that one moment in under the skin where they film a woman handing out the big issue and i'm like i walk past her every day <laughs> i'm like does she know this exists that way like i want to fucking get it on like netflix and be like look that's you in a movie with scarlett johansson <laughs> i bet scarlett johansson didn't fucking buy a big issue no anyway i feel like i've gone I'll probably cut that bit out about the grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. I'll refer to it in next week's it's episode. quite rambly so and... Uh, film of the decade. Quite rambly and unnecessary. I feel like the, those whiskey and cokes are kind of setting in a bit. Anyway. Right. Catch- Scottish goodbye. <laughs> Catch you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.